I'm going to show you how to get rid of bloating in your stomach very, very fast. I've had bloating for many, many years, and I didn't know what it was at the time, so I have firsthand experience on bloating. And not to mention, I've worked with tens of thousands of people over 35 years, and many of these people had bloating as a primary concern. So I'm going to show you exactly how to get rid of your bloating, and I'm going to make it really simple. There are things that are really, really, really important, and there are things that are very trivial and not very important. And those are usually on like Wikipedia, on the first few pages of Google when you do searches on bloating. Really, it's just the same information recycled over and over and over. Uh, medically, they'll examine you, they diagnose you, and then they treat you with usually an over-the-counter medication or some prescription medication, which is crazy because anything going on with your digestive system, you must first look at the foods that you're eating. It's the foods, okay? So here's a really simple thing you should start out with. When did the bloating start? What did I eat just before that? That will give you a big clue. And one of the problems that people run into is that a lot of times they don't just eat one thing. They have a combination of things. It makes it a lot more difficult. So as you start to figure out what's really behind this bloating, I think it's going to be very important to eat uh, lesser amounts of foods, just like maybe three different foods. So you can at least start isolating what's really doing the most bloating versus this huge, long, complex recipe. Also, the more frequent you eat, the more bloating problems you're going to have. Our digestive system is very long, and many people keep that huge tube completely filled all the time with the snacks and the three meals, etc. That's really hard on the system, and uh, they never have a chance to fully digest their food. If you can implement intermittent fasting, that alone will greatly help you. And when we talk about bloating, we're talking about gas usually, and the gas is produced by microbes fermenting certain things, like bread that rises through the help of yeast, which is a microbe, or you have beer or champagne that has those bubbles. Okay, that's gas that's produced from microbes. So the microbes in your gut ferment certain things that create gas. And usually the bloating is coming from some type of problem with this interaction between the microbe and their food and the gas. Their primary source of food is carbohydrates. What is a carbohydrate? It's a combination of three things, sugars, starches, or fibers. So what I want to emphasize in fixing this bloating is it's way more important to avoid something than it is to add something, like a remedy, like a different food. So let's dive into like uh, the most common foods you're going to have to avoid. And this is basically the low-hanging fruit. And when I talk about fruit, I'm actually talking about fruit is the number one thing that's probably bloating you. Because in fruit, you have the sugar, you have the starch, and you have fiber. So I'm sorry to tell you that, but fruit is probably at the top of the list. And of course, uh, beans would be number two. And then we get grains, as in the bread, pasta, cereal, crackers, biscuits, waffles, pancakes, muffins, etc. And of course, all the refined sugars too, like the table sugar, the honey, um, the high fructose corn syrup, and the sugar alcohols that are in a lot of keto snacks, boy, they can really blow you. Sorbitol, uh, mannitol, maltitol, and even xylitol and erythritol. Because you really just want to start reading ingredients. So even though they might be keto-friendly, they're not bloating-friendly or bloat-friendly. Then we get another type of carbohydrate like starches. Um, that would be like um, 
rice, potato, wheat, corn, fries. And then you also have these um, uh, manufactured carbohydrates, as in maltodextrin or dextrin. Be careful of those. Those can really um, blow you big time. And this is why it's so important to read the ingredients. There's also some other things that you'll see in the common ingredients as well. Functional fibers. Uh, these are so-called healthy fibers that they're creating. You like inulin. Uh, some people are not sensitive to it, but some people are. Gargum, xanthan gum. Even like when you eat oatmeal or oats, you have this uh, thing that's considered heart healthy, a beta-glucan. That's a fiber. So all of these things are like those hidden factors that can bloat you in a lot of different uh, foods that you eat. And then we get to the topic of um, prebiotics, right? They put these prebiotic type fibers in a lot of supplements and shakes and superfoods, super green products, um, plant-based protein powders, different uh, seeds, agave uh, nectar. So uh, prebiotics uh, are good for some people, but um, other people, they're not very good and they can bloat you. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to list the most common reasons why people bloat so you can start eliminating those and seeing if that's your problem. All right, so that's number one, okay? Number two, uh, this includes actual allergies and sensitivities and something else called intolerance. So you could have gluten intolerance, which is very, very common. One thing about gluten, it's a protein that we cannot digest. So it creates a lot of problems in our guts. And some people that don't have a problem actually do have a problem because many times these proteins also stimulate an opioid receptor. It's kind of like getting a little dosage of morphine and that can numb any symptoms you have in the gastrointestinal area thinking, oh, I'm fine. I can, I can digest these fine. But you have all these other associated problems. I have a very interesting video on that. But if you avoid just all the grains, you don't have to worry about gluten because gluten is really only in grains. Then you have lactose. This is milk sugar. This is in dairy. If you're doing dairy, that could be another reason. And then you have the protein in dairy called casein. You can have an allergy with that as well. And that can create bloating. Also nuts, if that can bloat you. And of course, if you turn the nut into uh, some type of nut butter and you eat a lot of it, boy, that can bloat you as well. Number three, are actual vegetables. Now, vegetables are low in sugar, they're low in starch. Um, usually some aren't, but I'm talking about the leafy greens, but they're very high in fiber. And if you have um, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, or you have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, that means the microbes that should be in the large intestine are in the wrong place. They're in the small intestine. So as soon as you start eating fiber, anything with fiber or like a prebiotic or even a probiotic, boy, by the time it hits your small intestine, you bloat. It's a common problem. Uh, the solution for that, I will put the link down below. But um, the way that you identify that is that you just bloat with all vegetables. And the remedy for that is HCL, hydrochloric acid. Uh, and you can get that uh, in a supplement called betaine hydrochloride. But you're going to have to avoid vegetables for a while and, and go on the carnivore diet. But typically, most people are okay with vegetables, and they're going to be more okay with more lettuce-type vegetables versus other things. For example, uh, broccoli. I cannot consume broccoli, or I will bloat like a balloon. Other people can do broccoli, but they can't do cabbage. I can do cabbage, and I have no problem with that. 
Cabbage has certain things in it that are usually good for people with IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. In fact, it's probably one of the only vegetables that they can eat uh, that can help them, especially if they have a gastritis. So you want to play around with your vegetable consumption and just take a look at what happened right before you started bloating. Was it a point where you just ate a lot of vegetables or you ate something else? You just want to isolate what it is. Number four, stress, chronic stress especially. Stress inhibits the parasympathetic nervous system, which is called um, the rest and digest. It's the, the system that helps you sleep. It's the system that helps you digest. So the more stress you have, the less digestion you're going to have. And this is probably why uh, some of the recommendations out there with long walks are really good with bloating. It doesn't really correct the problem because you have to fix whatever's stressing you out. Anything that reduces stress can help your digestion. And also, this is why vitamin B1 is really good for people that have bloating with stress. I think the best way to describe that scenario is, let's say you wake up and your stomach is flat, but at the end of the day, it's bloated. Suspect more stress than anything, but it could be food as well. But in that case, just take more B1 and do whatever you can to reduce stress. Number five, constipation can actually cause bloating because you're your pipes are backed up. You have a plumbing problem. And doing intermittent fasting, eating the right foods can greatly help. This taking a probiotic. But I think it's way more important to fix the constipation than to worry about some laxative. And I'm talking about an herbal laxative. You can take smooth move tea. Slippery elm bark is a real mild form. There's stronger versions of herbs that you can take. But it's very, very important never to have constipation because that can really create issues. Purified bile salts are a good way to help uh, lubricate the colon. And bile salts are interesting because uh, your microbes make them. And also bile salts uh, prevent SIBO. Um, they help you break down fats. And the way that you know that you're deficient in bile salts is not only do you get bloating and constipation, but your stool will float. And it might even uh, be lighter colored. Okay, So that just means that you're you have more fat in the stool because you don't have enough bile. So you might want to take bile salts after the meal because they're alkaline. If you take them before the meal, that can interrupt with the acid in the stomach. And also, uh, the way that you know you took too much bile salts is if you get diarrhea. So you want to just kind of figure out um, how much you need. Menstrual cramps is another reason why people bloat. And if you think about what a menstrual cramp is, it's a cramp, okay? And so what do you do for cramps? You take calcium, magnesium. So just take some of that, and that should greatly help those cramps. 